0: I want you to go with me to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 14. The book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 14, and we're going to read from verse 1. 1 Corinthians, chapter 14. We're going to read from verse 1. Have you found it? Amen. It says, pursue love. And desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. But he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. He who speaks in a tongue edifies, or you can say builds up himself, but he who prophesies edifies, builds the church. I wish you all spoke with tongues, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than he who speaks with tongues. Now what that means is that he who prophesies is of greater benefit. It does not mean that he will prophesy is better than. It simply means that he will prophesy it's of greater benefit to the church than he who speaks with tongues. You understand that? Okay? Because when you prophesy, you prophesy to the edification, exhortation, and comfort of the body. Is that right? So you prophesy to the edification, exhortation, and comfort of the body. The word edifies to build up. So when you prophesy to the body of Christ, let's say the gift of prophecy begins to flow from me now, and I begin to prophesy over the body, what happens? The body is built up. But if I speak with tongues, It does nothing to you. But it builds me up. That's why it says, he who prophesies is greater. Not greater as in better, but greater in the sense that you actually help the body more than he who speaks with tongues. Because if you speak with tongues, you are building up yourself. But when you prophesy, you are building up the body. Are you listening to me? Even if I was to prophesy over one person. Which by God's grace I've done many times. Just prophesy over people. What am I doing? I'm building up the next guy. Because when you hear a word of prophecy that comes to confirm what God has been telling you, it encourages you. Is that right? I've heard people prophesy from me many times. And every time it was a prophecy from the Lord, it encouraged me. It built me up. It comforts me. Is that true? And so that's what happens. That's what Paul is saying. For he who prophesies is greater or is more beneficial to the church than he who speaks with tongues. Notice it says, unless indeed he interprets. And that is equal to prophecy. Because when you speak with tongues and you interpret the tongues, then it's prophecy. Can someone say amen? Amen. So when you speak with tongues and you interpret the tongues that you just spoke in public, it is equal to a prophecy. Can someone say amen? Amen. And there are many times that the Spirit of God will use people in this area. You would speak with tongues in public and you would prophesy or interpret the same thing that you've spoken. I was in the service, this was many years ago, in a prayer meeting. And a young man here was speaking with tongues, and someone else was telling us in English what the man was saying. Hello? I was in another prayer meeting, and I was speaking with tongues, and the sister was telling me, you were speaking in perfect perfect Swahili. I know no word in Swahili. But I was speaking with tongues, and the sister said, You were just saying, I said, what did I say? She she told us what I was saying. And the moment she said the things that I was saying, the presence of God intensified in this place. Because tongues with interpretation equals prophecy. Are you listening to that? In my own private prayer time, it has happened. Praying in tongues, and I knew what I was saying. And I began to speak those same things that I spoke with tongues in English. But it was my private prayer time. And basically I was speaking with tongues and interpreting what I was speaking in English. And I knew what I was saying in tongues. But that's not what happens with the simple prayer language. Because with the simple prayer language... Which is what we do a lot of times when we pray. We just go, I do not know what I'm saying. I don't have an idea of what I'm saying. Because the Bible says, He that speaks with tongues speaks not to men but to God. So, what I just said, I said to God. I was not saying it to myself necessarily, and I was not saying it to you, but I was saying it to God. I want to say to God. Can someone say amen? amen? So, I want to speak to you today on how to access the realm of the spirit. You have to understand that there are two realms there is the realm of the spirit, and there is the realm of the natural. And even in the realm of the Spirit, you have the realm of the Holy Ghost. But then you have the realm of the demonic. But today I want to speak to you about the realm of the Spirit of God. Speaking with tongues is such an important aspect of our Christian work. When you speak in tongues, you speak to God, not to men. Many Pentecostal churches Today, do not speak in tongues anymore. And that is a sad thing to know. Pentecost was an experience. You get the word Pentecostal from Pentecost. Acts chapter 2, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, that was a suddenly. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house where they were in. And there appeared upon them cloven tongues like as fire and rested on each of them. And notice the Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. That was a speaking tongue. A lot of Pentecostal churches no more speak in tongues. A lot of Pentecostal churches have diluted this. They say, no, you you don't have to speak in tongues when you are filled with the Holy Ghost. But that's not what my Bible tells me. My Bible says in Acts chapter 2, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak with tongues. Can someone say amen? amen? Today, they tell you, I'll lay hands on you, you will receive the Holy Ghost, but you don't have to speak with tongues. Give me a break. That is not scriptural. Pentecost is an experience, it is not a denomination. You've heard people say we are Pentecostal church. Is that right? I'm a Pentecostal. Well, if you're a Pentecostal, then, then we shall be talking about cloven tongues like as a fire. We shall be talking about speaking with tongues. Can someone say amen? So don't tell me I'm Pentecostal, but you don't speak with tongues. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. When you speak with tongues, you speak to God, not to men. That's what I was doing earlier on. When I do marito sobaritenende, la brasuto le viezeta. I was not speaking to you. I was just speaking to God. And this is not an earthly language. This is a heavenly language. I said, this is a heavenly language. Can someone say amen? Amen. This is a heavenly language. When you pray in tongues, you're praying a heavenly language. Praise the Lord. You're speaking to God. Tell your neighbor, "I'm I'm speaking to God. And that's a hotline right there. That's a line that cannot be interrupted. Paul said to the church, I wish you all pray in tongues. Writing to the church at Corinth, where we read, he said, I wish you all pray in tongues. So, what is that saying to us? I believe the same thing that we all pray in tongues. It is the will of God that everyone here pray in tongues. Because when you pray in tongues, you're talking to God. Amen. Amen. You're talking to God. You, You disconnect your tongue from your mind. And you connect your tongue to your heart. And you begin to speak with tongues. And you directly talk to God. Praying in tongues is an amazing, amazing gift. It's an amazing gift. I pray that people will grab a hold of this gift and people begin to use this gift. Because I tell you, when you begin to pray in tongues, no man, no man understand what you're saying. But I, I tell you, God knows everything you're saying. And the tongues I'm talking about right now is a simple gift of tongue, a prayer language that God has given to us by the Holy Ghost. Can someone say amen? amen. When you speak in tongues... You declare or you reveal mysteries. The Bible says, how be it? In the spirit, you speak mysteries. What's a mystery? Well, the word mystery here is the Greek word mysterion. What does it mean? It means something covered. It means something hidden that needs to be uncovered. Do you know that there are things hidden about your life that you don't know yet? How great is the goodness that God has laid up or God has stored up for them that does what? That love Him. Do you know that there are great things that God has laid up, God has stored up for you? Why are many confused? Why are many standing at the crossroads of life? Because they don't know the secret things that God has laid up for them. The moment you grab a hold of the secret things that God has laid up for you, Your life would have meaning. Are you listening now? The Bible says, he that prayeth in an unknown tongue does not speak to men but to God. How be it in the Spirit? I want to say in the Spirit. Spirit. So I also understand that the quickest way to get into the Spirit is through praying in tongues. (laughs) Did you just get that? The quickest way into the realm of the Spirit is through tongues. Sometimes you find it difficult to even pray. You try to pray in your mother tongue. You lift up your words in English or Turkish or whatever. You start praying and you find out that your head is still running all over the place. And you find out that you're not concentrating on the Lord. Switch the tongues and see what's going to happen. Switch switch the tongue. Unhook your tongue from your mind. Because when you pray in English or you pray in your mother tongue, you're actually praying from your head. Is that right? All the information that's stored up in your mind, even if it's biblical information, you're actually drawing those from your mind. Are you listening? To- but you've got to learn how to unhook your tongue from your mind and hook your tongue down to your spirit. So when your mind is busy running all about the place, you just go, I guess what happens? And the more you pray in tongues, the more you come into the realm of the spirit. The more you pray in tongues, the more you are, you, you are aware of the presence of God. The more you pray in tongues, the deeper you go into the things of God. Can someone say Amen. amen. So when you speak in tongues, you do not speak to men, but you speak to God. When you speak in tongues, you declare and reveal mysteries. That was the mysteries, Those things that are covered, but they need to be uncovered. My God, I don't want to live in darkness. I don't want to live a life oblivious of the plan of God. I want to know everything that God has for me. God said, the thoughts that I have for you are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. You can shout amen all you want when we talk about this verse of scripture in the book of uh, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. But you've got to understand that those good things that God has for you can only be discovered by the Spirit. The Bible says, As it is written, I have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered the heart of man what God has in store for them that love him. Notice what the next verse says. It says, but these things have been revealed to us by the Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, even the deep things in the heart of God. So it is the Holy Ghost that reveals to us those secrets about our lives that that we must grab a hold of to live the life that God's called us to live. Can someone say amen? amen? So when I begin to pray in tongues, I'm actually revealing mysteries. I'm revealing secrets. I'm revealing those things that are covered that needs to be uncovered. You hear people say, God walks in a mysterious way because God is a mysterious God. You can never know God. Is that true? Is it possible to know God? Is it possible to know the plan of God? 100%. The Bible says that the Israelites knew the acts of God, but Moses knew the way of God. Can someone say amen? So it is possible to know God's plan for your life. And how do you get into that plan to where it is open up to you and you begin to walk in it? It is by praying in tongues. That wants to praying in tongues. Pray in tongues. You know, God said to Abraham, look, as far as you can see, I'll give you. Is that right? As far as you can see. But do you know that you see with the eyes of your spirit? And how do you see into the realm of the spirit as you begin to pray in tongues? The eyes of your understanding is enlightened. Praise God. And you begin to see those things that are hitting about your life. So if you're standing at the crossroad of life today, and if you are confused, I have a remedy for you. The remedy is praying in tongues. I said the remedy is praying in tongues. Growing up in the body of Christ as a young believer, I was probably 18, 19 years of age when uh, I was just hanging out with some of my friends, and, and we had this This man, he was probably in his 30s back then. He said to us, he said to about six, seven of us, we're just young guys, 18, 19 years of age. And this man in his 30s told me something or told us something that I can never forget the rest of my life. He said, hey, guys, if you would devote one hour every day to praying in tongues, your life would change amazingly. He he told me that I was about 17 years of age when he said that. If you would devote one hour daily to praying in tongues. Just in tongues. Don't pray anything. Back then, I did not know these things. I did not know that the more you pray in tongues, the more the secrets about your life is revealed. I did not know that praying in tongues is the way to unveil those things that are covered. I did not know that there are things about me that are covered that need to be uncovered. And the way to uncover them is by praying in tongues. I didn't know that. And now I read the Bible. The Bible is saying that if you pray in an unknown tongue, you are not speaking to men, but you're speaking to God. How be it in the realm of the Spirit, you are revealing. You are unveiling. You are opening up secrets and mysteries about you. Those things that are being laid up for you before the foundation of the world. God begins to open them up to you. You know, there are many people, they don't even know what to do. They don't know where their lives are headed. When you talk to them, you can see confusion. You can hear confusion. They don't know where they're going, but when you begin to pray with tongues, it is not possible to be confused. So many are confused. So many don't know where they're going. So many don't know. Say, we have the revealed will of God. Is that Right? The revealed will of God is what? The word. Is that correct? This is the revealed will of God. In actual fact, 98%, let me just say that, 98% of the plan of God for you is here. And, and let, me, let, let me help you understand what I mean by that. 100% of the plan of God for you is here. But 98% of what God has revealed about your life Is here there are things that are not revealed about your life that you have to pray in tongues to find and what I mean by that is this for instance who do I marry you know my wife's name is Priscilla right but before I got married to her I never saw the Bible say and God will shall marry Priscilla (laughs) that's what I'm trying to say to you 100% of the plan of God for me is in the book it is the will of God for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave unto his wife, and they both shall become one flesh. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one put asunder. Right? So it is the will of God for me to be married. You understand that? It is not good for man to be alone. I shall make him a helper suitable for him. Is that right? So I have scriptures to, to back the fact that it was God's will for me to marry. But I didn't even know who the person was. Are you getting the point now? That's why I said to you, 98% of the will of God is in the book. But 2% of God's will for your life are those things that are hidden that you need to find out if you want to excel. And those things you would get by praying in tongues. As you pray in tongues, they shall be revealed to you. Praise the Lord. And so when you pray, You're not necessarily praying for a wife. But guess what happens? The Lord shows you the wife. The Lord shows you the husband. The moment you see her, you know, oh, she is the one. You know, you don't need to go round and round and round and date this one and date that one and go out with that one and go out with that one and get heartbroken five, seven times. And then you wonder, what's going on? What's happening to my life? What's happening to your life is because you're going out trying everybody. You've refused to follow the way that the Holy Ghost has laid down for the church. You're trying everything. You're trying, let me text, let me try that guy. Let me try that girl. And you're trying everybody. Oh, yeah. But when you pray in the Holy Ghost, I tell you, a month from now, you meet her, you know she's the one. You meet him, you know he's the one. Pastor Corey was telling us the story. He said he came to Istanbul, flew down from the U.S., and was back then just became a believer. And uh, he said he was praying for an apartment. He said, Lord, give me a house. Lord, give me an apartment. You know, back then he said he was staying with his grandma. But he needed an apartment of his own. He said, Lord, give me a house. Lord, give me a house. Guess what? While he was praying for a house, the Lord told him, you're going to see your wife tomorrow. (coughs) Oh, yeah. Haven't you heard the story? He was praying for a house. God said, tomorrow you'll meet your wife. He didn't know how he was going to meet his wife in Turkey. He's lived most of his life in America. Lord said, you're going to meet your wife tomorrow. You have to understand, back in those days, some of you are looking at me like this. Back in those days, there were not very many Turkish believers. Very few of them. But if you pray in tongues, the Lord will lead you to the right one. Now you have many and people are still worried. Where are the girls? Yeah, because you're looking with the eye of the flesh. That's your problem. Where are the boys? You're looking with the eyes of the flesh. Let the Lord lead you. Thank you for the amens now. Because I'm touching the right subject now. You see, people now know why they need to pray in tongues. The Lord told this man, Pastor Corey, tomorrow you shall meet your wife. Guess what? He goes to church, gets there, and sees her in all her glory. <laughs> sitting in the church. And if I remember the story very well, Pastor Corey says, I walked up to her like this. And, uh, and he, he knew who she was. How did he know? He knew in the spirit. Some of you are trying to test and try. <laughs> in, all the, in the natural. He, he did not try. He knew it, she was the one. And I think he said he tapped her on the the shoulder like this. And he said, Meraba. And Pastor Rose looked at him. And she also knew. (laughs) Pastor Rose looked at Pastor Corey. Pastor Rose also had a witness. Because the Holy Ghost will give you a witness. When you lahate le bruzuta bebebe livo malia Ba, me mene, your spirit becomes sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Yes. The, the voice of God becomes easy to know. Yes, you pick things up in the spirit easily. Look at the natural. People want to operate by the five physical senses smell, hearing, seeing, and touch. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, but there, we have these things in the spirit too. In the spirit, you can pick things up. The Bible says, taste and see the Lord is good. How do you taste? No, that's... (laughs) Is that how you taste God? No, no. With your spirit, you can taste that God is good. Can someone say amen? amen? He knew, she knew. That's the best way to find a spouse. Not trial and error. I'm preaching good now. People who don't pray in tongues will try and fail. Let me try. No, 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 no. No, it don't walk that way. That's not the way it works. Some of you are in business, right? Praying tongues. And when that proposal comes, you will know it's of God or not. Are you hearing me? Some people, some people leave where God wants them to be and where God wants to bless and use them, and they move into a different country. The reason they moved is because they they have not prayed in tongues to find out if that's the will of God for them. Do you know that that is part of the 2%? That the place you leave will also affect your life. Come on now, listen to me. The place you leave will also affect your life. People say, oh, it's hard in this country. Show me one country where it's easy. Show me one nation where it's easy. No, let me tell you something. It is a blessing of the Lord that makes one rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. It is a blessing. If you would pray in tongues and follow the plan of God, God can have you stay in the Sahara Desert. But if that's where God wants you to be, that's where God's going to bless you. That's where God's going to lift you up. That's where God's going to use you. That's where your life will become meaningful and impactful. Who you marry, where you live, the kind of job to even accept. All of that is in the 2%. Because nowhere in the Bible will God tell you. Uh, move down to Germany. <laughs> nowhere in the Bible. Nowhere in the Bible. But as you. I know. I know. Because that secret about my life is revealed to me as I pray in tongues. Can someone shout amen? Amen. When you speak in tongues, it is your born again perfect spirit that prays. But your natural mind do not understand it. When you speak in tongues, you edify yourself. You build up yourself like an edifice. The Bible says in Jude and verse 20, Beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Build up yourselves like an edifice. You look around the city, you you see skyscrapers. Is that right? 20-story buildings, 30, 35-story buildings. And these are skyscrapers. These are edifices. The Bible says in Jude verse 20 that as you pray in tongues, you are rising up like a skyscraper. Oh yeah, that's what it means. You're building up yourself on your most holy faith as you pray in tongues. Can someone say Amen. But people who don't pray in tongues remain spiritual midgets. People who don't pray in tongues are like bungalows. You know what a bungalow is? You don't know a bungalow? You know a bungalow, right? But when you pray in tongues, you're rising up like a big building. You're rising up like an edifice. You're rising up in the things of God. You're rising up in the spirit. Can someone say amen? Amen. When you speak in tongues, heaven sends reinforcement. I was sharing this on Thursday in the prayer meeting. I kind of went, went ahead of myself in the prayer meeting, but I, I tell you I was so excited to preach, to preach this message today because this message was given to me about two weeks ago, but I never had the chance to preach it. But I was telling them in the prayer meeting and I also tell you the story. I heard the story of a man who was kidnapped. He was kidnapped along with some other people. And the kidnappers began to cut them in pieces, just basically slaughter them. They would take them one after the other into a room and just slaughter them, just cut them in pieces. And this man was seeing people being slaughtered and brought out of the room, blood everywhere. And it could be for ritual killings and whatever evil that people do. So they took the guy in front of him so he would be the next Are you listening now? They took the guy in front of him, and he would be the next. They took the guy in, and the moment they took the guy in front of him, he knew he was the next. And there was a young lady there. The young lady looked at him and said, pray for me. The young lady is panicking. She tells this guy, pray for me. And the guy thought to himself, why are you telling me to pray for you? I'm in the same problem as you are. But the moment the lady said, pray for me, something stirred in this young man. He remembered his pastor's messages. He was in a church where the pastor preached a lot on the things of the Spirit. The pastor preached a lot on praying in tongues. And he remembered his pastor's messages. That's why it is important who you listen to. It's important the messages you listen to. So this young man remembers, yeah, my pastor preached about this stuff. And he began to pray in tongues. He said, when I started praying in tongues, I was so afraid. But he said, the more I prayed in tongues, the more I became bolder. And he said, I began to lift my voice. And as he kept praying in tongues with boldness, the boss of the kidnapper said, who is that? Send them out of this place. And that was how this man was delivered, sent out of the place. was totally free. Because when you pray in tongues, heaven will send you reinforcement. You don't realize that when you're praying in tongues that the armies of heaven are going to come and rescue you. I don't care who is surrounding you. I don't care who is trying to get you out of the way. I don't try who is trying to destroy your life. When you begin to pray in tongues, some people go, oh, I'll fight you. I'll fight. No, don't fight in the flesh. Fight in the spirit. Can someone say amen? amen? Fight in the spirit. Get them out of this place. And that was how this young man was delivered. He would have been killed. But when you pray in tongues, heaven will send you reinforcement. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Sometimes people don't understand the power of praying in tongues, and they take this thing lightly. But I'm telling you, I take this seriously. This is is so important that we understand the power of praying in tongues. Can someone say amen? amen? So when you pray in tongues, heaven will send you reinforcement. Look with me in Acts chapter 8, please. Acts chapter 8. Acts chapter 8, and we're going to read from verse 14. Acts chapter 8, it says from verse 14, Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Do you see that? For as yet he had fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit, And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, that anyone on whom I lay hands may receive the Holy Spirit. Now look up at me. If you think about this, the Bible does not tell us here that the men or these people in Samaria spoke with tongues when Peter and John laid hands on them. Is that right? So we do not see here that they spoke with tongues or they prophesied. But something happened to them. And I believe speaking in tongues was one of the things that happened. Hello. You know why I believe something happened to those people that Peter and John laid hands on, prayed for? The reason I believe is because Simon the sorcerer, Simon the witch, okay, or the wizard, saw, everyone say he saw. He saw that by the laying on of the hands of Peter and John, the Holy Ghost was given. Now, how would you see that the Holy Ghost was given? If nothing happened to those people? Are you getting it? There was an evidence. There was something that happened when Peter and John laid their hands upon these people in Samaria. Peter and John were apostles. I tell you, those hands were full. Full of the fire of God. When they laid their hands on the people in Samaria, the Bible says that Simon saw that by the laying on of the hands of the apostles, the Holy Ghost was given. That means that something happened when Peter and John laid their hands on people. And I thought someone would say amen. Amen. So when we lay hands on people, something happens. Can someone say amen? amen? Go with me to the book of Acts chapter 10. Acts chapter 10, and we'll read from verse... Verse 44, it says, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. Notice what it says in the next verse, for they heard them speak with tongues. They heard them do what? See that? See that? I believe that's exactly what happened in the book of Acts chapter 8. Because when you lay hands on people to receive the Holy Ghost, when they receive the Holy Ghost, they will speak in tongues. A lot of people say, well, you can receive, but you don't speak. No, it not walk that way. The Bible gives us scripture after scripture, that when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will speak in tongues. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered. We can go on and on and on. But they heard them speak what? They heard them speak what? So when Peter was speaking, in this case, Peter did not even lay hands on them. This was the house of Cornelius. These were Gentiles, by the way. Peter did not even lay hands on them. In the case of uh, Peter and John, they laid hands on the people in Samaria. In the house of Cornelius, Peter did not lay hands on them. Acts 10.44 says, while Peter spoke these words, the Holy Ghost fell. Can, pray, can someone praise God? Amen. When I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, nobody laid hands on me. In actual fact, I've been to, I've been to many meetings where people laid hands on me to receive the Holy Spirit. And uh, many times I fell down and got up, but nothing, um, I did not speak with tongues. But the day I received the Holy Spirit, and spoke in tongues. It was in a full gospel businessman's fellowship. It was in a hotel ballroom in Lagos, Nigeria. I was invited by a Christian man who is now a minister of the gospel full time he said to me I'm so concerned about your condition Natural fact not just you your whole your, your siblings you guys are born again but no one's speaking in tongues and that's true because after I became a believer I did not receive the Holy Ghost until three years had gone by so I went to many meetings many meetings sometimes filled Fill him, fill him, fill him. Fill him, fill him, fill him. And then I fell down. Got up, nothing happened. Three years. So this brother was so concerned about our condition. And he said, I want to take you to a meeting. It's okay, let's go. So he takes me. I was, I, was, I was 18 years of age. I became a believer at 15. So at eight, the age of 18, he takes me to this meeting. You know? So I get there. The pastor... Whoever the man was, the minister, we were about 250 in attendance, And he said, those of you that have not received the Holy Spirit, that want the Holy Spirit, come to the front. Those of you that, are, that have received the Holy Spirit and you speak with tongues, move to the back. So we came and me and many others occupied the first three rows of seats. And the man said, I'm not going to lay my hands on you, but I'm just going to commend you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, to speak with tongues, and the moment I tell you, speak with tongues in Jesus' name, the word shall bubble forth from your belly, and you have to open your mouth and speak it. I never heard anyone tell me that, no one told me that. You know, that's that's a problem. Also, sometimes we don't teach people how to receive, people need to know how to receive. Can someone say, Amen? amen. The day, but I stand, receive the Holy Spirit. I prayed for Him right there, right there, in that section there where we have the camera. Brother, stand right, good. The first time, the first day, I laid hands to pray for Stan and I noticed he wasn't speaking. It seemed like he was thinking a lot. That was what I perceived—that he was thinking. He was thinking a lot in your mind, exactly. And 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 I just kept praying, feel God, feel Him, Lord, feel Him, Lord, feel Him, and I knew it was not happening because he wasn't speaking. So I couldn't just say, yeah, you receive it now. Yeah, you receive it now. No, because he wasn't speaking. If he spoke, I knew, I knew he received it. He did not speak, so I knew he did not receive. Are you listening now? So I left him. I said, okay, man, don't worry. Relax. Let's do it again next time. So I let him go. He comes back about a week later. And a week later, I begin to pray for him. The same spot. Lord, fill him in Jesus' name. Lord, fill him in Jesus' name. And the same thing. And you know what I discovered? Let me say this. I felt my influence was so overwhelming that he couldn't speak in tongues because I was there. I, I just felt he was shy. And what I did was, and that's the case with many people. Maybe I'm wrong on that one, but I felt he was shy. And sometimes people are shy to speak with tongues, and I have also dealt with that myself in my own personal life. Sometimes the enemy will tell you what you're about to say is fake. Don't say it. People are going to mock you. true or false. Oh, yeah, that has happened to me, too. So I felt that was the case of Stan. so I took my hands off, and I said, hey, man, just relax. I'm going to walk into the office, and I want you to speak with tongues. I walked away from him, and I said, speak in tongues. My God, he busted out. When I left him, he busted out speaking with tongues, and the rest is history. Is that true? Exactly. So sometimes, you know, you pray for people, and they, they're thinking in their head, oh, well, I'm about to say something now, but this thing I'm about to say may be wrong. What if I say it and pastor think I'm wrong? Pastor might just tell me, hey, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's not speaking in tongues. I dealt with one other the that- who said to me after service, this was years ago, he said, Pastor Godwin, why is it that people just start speaking in ba? I thought something has to come on you first. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hey bro, nothing has to come on you. The Holy Spirit is in you already. Come on now. The Holy Ghost is in you already. Amen. Paul said in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 14, I will pray with Uh, with tongues, and I will pray with the understanding also. I will. There is an act of your will to pray in tongues. Can someone say amen? Amen. So, I will pray in tongues. Listen, I want to pray in tongues. Okay? Nothing. is. I'm not feeling anything. But I will pray in tongues. It's a choice. It's an act of my will. So, when that man of God said, Speak in tongues now in Jesus' name, Those words began to bubble forth from my spirit, from my belly, from out of your innermost being shall flow forth what? Rivers of living water. Is that correct? And so they began to bubble forth from my spirit, but if I did not open my mouth and spoke those words, I would still remain the way I was. Is that correct? So I had to open my mouth and speak those words. And the moment I opened my mouth and began to speak those words, ah, my God, there's something new that's happening to me right now. But guess what happened? I received the Holy Spirit in that full gospel businessman's fellowship. I went back to the church where I was part of and in the prayer meeting and everyone began to, you know those people that have been in church longer before you came <laughs> even before you were born <laughs> and, and I'm about to open my mouth and pray and the devil, the devil said to me, "Oh, yours is fake, yours is fake I kid you not, I kid you not the moment I heard those words, yours is fake I held my mouth so I never prayed in public. That day I did not pray in public. And guess what I did? I went to the house. I got home. Our God is merciful. I was just 18 men. I didn't know a lot. I didn't know a lot about speaking with tongues. So I went home. I, 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 I go to bed. And in the night I had a dream. The church was structured in such a way where the pastor had his pulpit and the choir was in that section. The choir sat in a section. And the congregation sat over there. And I was in this church. This same church that I was a part of. This same church where I couldn't pray in tongues the previous day. And I was the only one in the church. The old church. The church was empty. Nobody was in the sanctuary. And I was in the choir section. I knelt down there in the choir section in my dream. And I was praying in tongues. And I woke up praying in tongues. And I knew I got this. I was filled. The enemy was trying to rob me of the gift of God. But I'll never let him rob me. And you know what? Over time, I began to develop boldness. And sometimes, you know, when you're dealing with that timidity, the devil tries to intimidate you. The devil tries to tell you you don't have it. Yours is fake. And every time the devil tries to intimidate me, guess what I do? Guess what I do? The more I prayed, the more I look in your eyes and pray. I want to break that timidity. I want to break that thing of the devil. You cannot stop me from praying in tongues. So I look at people. La ta la brozo to la ba ye, Because you know what? The Bible says the fear of man is a snare. The reason many don't receive the Holy Ghost and don't pray in tongues is because they are afraid of people. They are concerned about what people would say. You know there are some pastors that speak in, tongue, in tongues in this city. In this country, pastors that speak in tongues, but in private, never speaking tongues in their church. Oh yeah, I kid you not. They have received the Holy Ghost, but they only pray in tongues at home. They don't want to embarrass themselves in front of their people. They don't want their people to think, oh, now you are the Holy Ghost man. Yeah, I'm the Holy Ghost man. I am a Holy Ghost man. Can someone say amen? amen. I am not ashamed of the Holy Spirit. I'm not ashamed of the tongues of the Spirit. Can someone say amen? amen? Over and over in the Bible, we see that when hands were laid upon people, they received the Holy Ghost and they spoke with tongues. Go with me to Acts chapter 19, and I'm going to finish with this. Acts chapter 19, and I'll finish with this. I'll have everyone praying tongues here today. The book of Acts chapter 19. Can someone say Amen. Is this helping anybody? Look at what it says in verse 1. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. And finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Notice the first question that Paul asked these believers People that he just met for the very first time. He didn't ask them, what's your denomination? huh? Is that what he asked them? No. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? You know why? Because I don't care what your denomination is. If you have the Holy Ghost and I have the Holy Ghost, we are one in the Spirit. Are you listening to me? If you have the Holy Ghost, I have the Holy Ghost. We can flow together. Praise God. And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when, notice verse 6 and when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Are you seeing that? And all the men were about 12. Notice 12 men, he met them the very first time. And the first question he asked them is Have you received the Holy Ghost? And he laid his hands upon them and 12 of them received the Holy Ghost and they began to speak with tongues and prophesy. Praise the Lord. Can someone say amen? Amen.